I'm your host, Mariva. With me, I have my colleagues, Ken, Kosi, and Watless. Tonight, we have five topics we want to discuss about. Um, first things first, let's just get started with the main topic. Kevin Hart stepped down from the Oscars due to some post he had a couple of years ago. I think it was 04 or something like that. Like, what are your guys feeling about that then? Should he, should he have stepped down? Should he have just tank it? Should he have just apologize and try and still make that bag? Or do you reckon he did the right thing by trying to distance himself from it by saying, you know what, I'll, as he claimed, do what's best for the community and stuff? What are your guys' views on it? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I'm 100% on Kevin outside. Um, I think he's just the latest victim in the uh, the online investigator alliance that is, <laughs> that is society these days where they'll troll through your entire history and try and come up with anything that they can to, to not get you quote-unquote cancelled. Um, I think the Oscars was just... I, I kind of have sympathy for the Oscars because I know that if they had brought in someone and then someone else found a tweet and then they pulled it up and be like, hey Oscars, what are you doing with this guy? Look at his tweets from whatever, but forcing him to apologise for something he's already said sorry for just because the Oscars were never there to hear it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not apologising more than once for the, for the same thing. Like, did he apologise before they asked? Because I don't remember him apologising before. It was I like remember him apologising after. Okay, so maybe apologising is a bit a bit too far because it was it, the original posts were him doing his comedy thing and like bringing out a joke. Right. So you, a com a comedian shouldn't really, unless you're attacking someone with hate, apologise for a joke like. Your, that's your that's your job that's what you do so maybe he um so i think his original posts were like explaining where he's coming from when he was making those jokes mm -hmm. and not 100 percent apologizing because he because if you know kevin hart you know he's, he, he doesn't really hate any section of society he doesn't really and the tweets were more towards uh had a homosexual not homosexual homophobic um slant to them so he's i'm i 100 doubt that he is homophobic he, it was just things about his kids like um if if they came out gay and they, if his kid had a had a barbie doll or something like that he turned to get rid of that shit. it's like all right whatever so that, that's that's i, I that's don't i don't joke. think um i don't think he's homophobic i guess yeah. uh i i i'm with you on that but in regards to the whole well digging up your tweets and all that that's gonna happen right and it, it's not hard you, you type in your your username and then you type in like whatever it is you want to find for me if you were to type in whatever my handle is and then the word nigga you might find you might find you know, a couple of tweets well you know i'm black so i can use that shit. um but in regards to, to, to kevin hart that is well one like i said he's a comedian and then two how far back do we hold people accountable for things that they said that's a very good statement that's the that's the thing um, this guy, what's his name? Uh, Harvey Weinstein, right? He did something, yeah. you know, monstrous, right? It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, that was many, many years ago with, with, with um, this other black comedian who, who got locked up and was slapped with a piece of chicken or whatever. Uh, Bill Cosby or Crosby yeah. or whatever. It is. Yeah. You know, again, that was back in a different time. So do we use our rules today to judge on, you know, yesteryear? I think that's where it comes down. That's where the question is. I, I think it's depending on what you do, um, honestly. I, first thing first, I agree with what Ken said. However, I want to point out that I think also you have to understand that I think that people are picking what they want to get offended about because in and one, one of his kids, he made reference to one of his kids making make him being like, well, I guess retarded or something, something like that, or being like bubbling head or something like that. and. Nobody have an issue with that if he's referred to his kid as stupid or something like that. So people are picking what they get offended by. And I'm well, it depends they... on where you look, isn't it? It depends True. on where you look and you can't tell the offended person how to feel about being offended. Agreed. Agreed. But I'm just saying, when you're picking and choosing what to be offended by, I'm just saying... I think there's a lot to do with public outrage. Like, there's public outrage for everything. Pretty much. You know, people are outraged that the female FIFA World Cup logo is more feminine than the male one that, so i mean wow <laughs> that's, I, that's a wow moment <laughs> i i think like um kevin hart wise he, he's a comedian he's gonna make jokes 
and any joke that is made as a comedian somebody somewhere in some part of the world is is taking up offense if you if you make a joke about single mom somebody is offended if you make a joke about stay at home mom somebody is offended if you make a joke about stay at home dad somebody is offended somewhere are so you guys offended by uh uh what's this guy's name the 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 white guy who he wears uh, a black t-shirt and jeans and like all the standard comics and all the standard specials he says the n-word though he does say nigga it's a white guy yeah that's that, that's the difference for me because it's like we know where what the history of the word nigger is. Louis C.K. Yeah, and we know where like what what power that holds, depending on who's saying it. We know that already. So the the difference between that and making a joke um, that that relates to to the LGBTQ society is that that doesn't come as a form of attack. The Kevin Hart's jokes don't come as a form of attack, but you get enough white people saying that word and trust me that will come as a form of attack on on black people Eventually, that's no. that's the difference in, in i mean they got fucking um karima the fuck out of here you know yeah yeah and <laughs> but, it's, but it's like but in in that in in the case of louis ck take let, let's say for for one second that he wasn't caught masturbating in front of um female comedians <laughs> <laughs> on the phone <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, I'm, let, let's we're, we're in a world where that didn't happen, and we're just focusing on the fact that he said the word "nigger" um, um, in in one of his in one of his bits. He can get forgiven for that. He he'll have to say he obviously has to apologize for it at first, and um, like obviously the immediate sting of it means that no one's gonna be really paying attention to him later. But like after a period of time. I mean, I originally found him funny, so I'm not gonna um, all of a sudden be like, "Well, fuck this guy for the rest of his life." Like, if, if if he's legitimately sorry for that, he can be forgiven for that. But if he was to go and start talking about like stereotypical black stuff, like um, like um, like how we always get watched when we go into a corner shop or some shit like that, or or how we always like chicken or some shit like that, or that's a bunch of porch monkeys. Yeah, that's different. That, that's <laughs> really that's, that's a very stark difference. Um, but I'm saying, like, people would get offended if you started talking about black stereotypes and straight away. If you start, but none of them come out of any any form of hate. If you swapped it with a black comedian, it would be, it would just be a typical thing, a typical bit that a black comedian would be pulling off. So he shouldn't have to get in trouble ten years down the line if they were like. At the at the Oscars, yo, Louis C.K. We just we just saw these 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 jokes we were making about black people and how they love to eat chicken and watermelon all day. So can you can you apologize for that? That's that was a joke. Maybe people didn't find it funny. Maybe people got offended by it. But at the end, at the end of the day, that was an honest joke. That's a difference. That's different from you going about saying maybe we should bring back the Third Reich in the middle of a, <laughs> a, of a bit. With um in the middle of uh, um, a Jewish uh, comedy hall or something like that. That's that that is the difference. Is, is what I'm trying to say. You know what? Why did we stop lynching? We should bring back lynching. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if if he started out, if he come out with that, maybe I don't want to go on Netflix and catch his specials anymore. But <laughs> if he if he just maybe if he comes out with a joke at the wrong point in time, then it's 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 whatever. I don't really care. I mean, we like everyone gaslighted. Um, what's his name? Not gaslighted. Everyone like cancelled James Gunn after those those tweets that he had, and then like he couldn't direct that. Which Marvel? One of the Marvel films. Like they just kept, uh, removed him from one of the. Oh, Marvel that's films. Golden Guardians, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, look, he said this stuff literally a decade ago. If if he hasn't like if he if he can't re- recover from that, then what are we saying? Like everyone is like staying for, for life. life. For you know, you know what's you know what's weird though is that all the Oscars wanted from Kevin Hart was for him to uh, to apologize, and then he could continue hosting it, no problem. So if if you could say the worst, most vile shit ever back in the day, and then all it takes now is to say sorry, and you can continue getting your money, is it then fake outrage? Is it then people aren't really caring about what was said so much so that they hope to embarrass or or? or or devalue someone for what they that's, said in the past. That's the main point, isn't it? Like, they, they just care that you say it, not that you 
hear anything about it. Yeah. For real. Because I mean, still fits how you feel how you feel. Are you just ballooning, ballooning the, the, the effects of uh, what someone said because they were black? Because I feel like, I feel like just a little bit, just a little bit, maybe it was just more of an issue because it was a black person. Yeah, I mean... Because look at what happened yeah. with yeah, you know uh, gonna Paul do. Crosby. And look at what happened with Kevin Hart. But then Louis C.K., who was jerking off on the phone. <laughs> I mean... In front of his assistant, too. Don't forget that. In the hotel. He, he went quiet and no one cared. And that's, yeah. I think that's like the cheat code for, for, for existing in today's world. Once you say something and you go quiet, that's it. Because um, no. there second... was a chick on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She... she posted a video or no she didn't post a video rather she recorded a video and sent it to her sister the video was um, her after coming from a tan or whatever and she was in the mirror with her phone and she's like oh look i'm a nigger now or niggerina i'm niggerina now and then she said um she followed up with uh i'm a coolie and she sent it to her sister her sister then takes the video and then sent it to like five of five of, of her friends and then her friends one of the friends rather sent it out and then we saw it the rest of the world saw it yeah. And she tried to defend it, but the, the, the mass scam that she was part of, you know, cancelled her off of everything. And she was, um, as far as Trinidad is concerned, nationally cancelled, right? As that's the culture now. But yeah. what she's done so far is she said sorry. She talked for a bit, but eventually she just went quiet. And now no one is talking about it anymore. So then what's going to happen when she resurfaces it? When she resurfaces, do we talk about it again or we just let it slide whipper <laughs> <laughs> because she wants to be black right send it back to the back to the old days i think i think part oh, of the cheat code also legal is that um most times the white well from what i've seen most any well non-colored person white people all they need to do is apologize say they're sorry i agree to do something either some community service something or uh, go to rehab or something do that thing for like about two weeks that's it that's it. Yeah, they they always fall for the gesture like I'm donating to underprivileged uh, black mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. I'm just take maybe a fraction of my salary out for this month and just yeah. just chuck it at them. Let them. Let them <laughs> feed I have a question. Does rehab for being a racist? What rehab you gonna do? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. So, uh, I mean, it's America. Does rehab for like everything? Probably. Yeah, doing rehab for being racist is a bit nuts. Like, <laughs> what you're gonna do is sit down in a room and they just have pictures of black people doing stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. You learn to accept it. You just learn to accept it. It's probably like one of those estates where they have um, like the memorabilia from the plantation era. You mean the Civil War memorabilia? <laughs> no, they have, they, have, they have museums um, that were previously plantation houses. And they now carry, um, you know, the Manilas or the the the, um, the chains, or they have pictures of the things that went on during its occupation and all that kind of stuff. People go in and then they come up with a quote unquote new new outlook on life, or whatever. Also, they say. Also, also they, they say. say. Thank you. It's, it's only a new outlook on life for the first 30 minutes of your day, and then. Back to the same old back thing. To normal. So who's starting the, um, the savings for the podcast? Because we're going to see some wild shit and we're going to need to donate some money to a charity. <laughs> that was actually, you, you put away maybe five five or ten every month. <laughs> ten years that will build up because that's when they're going to catch you. We know now the formula is ten years. Ten years, right? You're comfortable for everything for ten years. Okay. I'm just putting, all, putting this out there. Sorry. I don't give a shit about them <laughs> over sensitive bitches. Okay? So, I'm being shit and I'm apologizing. I think what less is going to cost us this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's going to cost us our sponsors. He's going to cost us our sponsors. Yo, what's up, Dunkey, with this sponsor? Come on <laughs> <That's>... now, man. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to say you. Don't stupid give a shit. Yeah, it's probably one of us that you're going to try and get his sponsors from. <laughs> doesn't matter whoever's whoever's sponsoring the bad for real ah considering you know what let's get hawaii they don't want to be linked with us they don't want to be linked why, with why us. not why not you just piss, say you don't care piss, you just... piss trump off let's go for some let's piss trump off <laughs> no we weren't really american state okay then so... 
Keep going. Oh God. Yeah, today what we just said and learning from what Kevin has well goes through and stuff. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you have learned from 2018 so far? When we're near the end of it. What has life taught you this year? You get one? You get one. Well, like you say multiple, I just top three things, but one really important thing you'd be like, good. This life this year has taught me X or XYZ. I'll go first. This year has taught me if someone hasn't called you in a long, long time and you suddenly see your phone ringing with their number on it, you should just answer and say what you want. <laughs> okay, that's what this year taught me. No pleasantries. There's no pleasantries anymore. No, Steph, skip the bullshit. What you yeah. want. Right skip to the, the point. Bullshit. <laughs> and you can tell if they're still your friend based off how they react. If they get offended when you say that, then. Uh... <laughs> what do you want? Hey, I'm just going, no, what do you want? <laughs> no, no, no. You gotta be more vicious. You gotta skip the do. What you want? What have you learned, Ken? Uh, I have a more general one to be honest uh, and it actually relates to the last topic is that we now have a, a formula for, for offensive, <laughs> offensive offensive actions it's the let's find the offensive action then we apologize for the offensive action then we state our reparations for the offensive <laughs> action then we go back to normality uh you can cite uh, people like Starbucks, H&M, Prada, so forth and so forth. If you want to find the formula. Is that when, is I think um, one just got in trouble what, yesterday or day before for something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which one is the one with the monkey? It. Was it the one with the monkey? Just, just like this week, yeah? Yeah. That the was... Prada one came out just week with the blackface. Yeah. yeah. And then... It was like they had dolls of blackface and it was well, well they say it's not blackface but they still apologize for it that's that's what that always cracks me up when they, when they defend it and apologize for it at the same time like i didn't like, do nothing what are you trying to say <laughs> that, that bit always cracks me up it ain't what it looked like but i'm sorry it ain't, it ain't what it looked right. like no no yeah they, they did it wrong though they're supposed to say well hey it's not black face or whatever, but I'm sorry that some of your people got offended out. Oh, that's the worst kind of offense. <laughs> your people. Your people. Oh, did you just say your people? You know, yes, you know no. surprising though, you know surprising. Um, I think it was Dolce & Gabbana that got that had to get the fuck out of uh, China, was it? They were supposed to have a big show. I think it's Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, 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 I think it was them, yeah. Yeah, they were supposed to have a big a big show in China, a big fashion show, whatever. And some racist tweets came out from the owner and the Chinese people just weren't having it. They fucking crashed the, the, the stores, they were burning all their shoes. I mean, burning burning shoes and shit means nothing after you've already purchased it. True. But they were boycotting, like they had an actual boycott, like they a country boycott that they bought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was worse. It was worse than the H and M stuff in South Africa. It was way yeah. worse than that. Yeah, it was fantastic. Black return shit. They had to close down stores. Oh, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I respect. You know what, China? One point to China. Won't stand for that nonsense. One point for China. Yeah, China said some respect on that. Nigga, what have you learned? Ah. Actually, my lesson came much earlier in the year. It was closer to the time around my birthday, I think. I kind of woke up and had a... I want to call it an epiphany, I guess. Um, normally, I'm a logical being, right? I try to argue every point with logic. However, when you argue with logic, you tend to argue along. You tend to debate with people who are more emotional than they are logical. But they're still able to have a discussion just have to acknowledge and that's where the learning came in that i had to that i learned that i have to um, acknowledge the emotions about the topic and then we can have a proper discussion because if you don't at least in in my experience if i don't acknowledge the emotions um they tend to not uh be it, it tends to be a very bad discussion or a very bad argument 
and it's it's no one seeing the other side the other person's side so whether we may agree or disagree for me that lesson is um, acknowledging people's emotions and be empathetic to, to what they say as opposed to just going okay things are black and white things are black and white things are black and white sometimes there's a gray area i just yeah. don't want to acknowledge it so that was my that was my lesson for 2018. Uh, like a level up of sorts i guess my lesson was mom was wrong friends do bring you back after meeting up with two of the my colleagues here and venturing into trinidad and into areas i will know i won't normally find myself and returning back to the safe haven of things and up in one piece friends do bring you back Bro, mom was wrong i don't know what he thought was going on <laughs> Nigga went one, he went one whole house and thought he was done for. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious level though. Um, I guess the the best le- the best lesson I learned this year was um, which I kind of already knew, but with more emphasis was just know your wit, know when to just walk away from a situation, whether you like it or not, as long as it's a benefit for you and you understand your worth, walk away. And applying it was a lot more, well, it wasn't as easy as I thought, but the, the outcomes were all better in every situation. I felt better, well, and, well this is not worth my time. Time to walk. Yeah, knowing your value is like... Yeah, knowing when to, to tell somebody, well, if this is what you think of me, well, cool, I'll see you. And sometimes people go, well, I'm sorry, and nah, I don't want to hear this, sorry, it's cool. It's alright, you do you, I'll do me. So, yeah, with all those being said, I think that was one of the best lessons I learned. So, Bringing in, continuing on the 2018 topic, we have been blessed this year with a lot of music. The biggest question is, was it too much music? Have some of the albums we heard let us down significantly? I wouldn't want to cough and say Nas album, but you know, cough Nas album, but have we been really been let down or have have we gotten the full potential of 2018? What are you guys doing? Was- I was totally let down by JV and Beyonce. Just put that out there. <laughs> JV and Beyonce. Oh my word. I was not let down by Pusha T. I still think that album was one of the hardest albums of the year. Because it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you guys' views? Was it too much music in 2018? What, what, I think it was quality? way too much music in 2018. Like, at, least, at least in the hip hop sphere. Because that's where it kind of I exist. But um, 2018 was just a fucking deluge of music, my dude. Every Friday there was <laughs> something new. Yeah, so sure. many new albums and EPs and singles. I mean, I enjoyed it, but there was no way I was able to consume all of it. Not not a chance I was able to consume all of it. I like perused some items, I skimmed uh, albums, I skimmed some. I did listen to a few on repeat, you know, like Daytona. Uh, I still had fucking control and awaken my dark, awaken my love on repeat from what was that 2016 or whatever. But uh, but I I enjoyed Kid Sea Ghost for sure. But I think the biggest letdown for me musically was uh, Anderson Park's Oxnard. Yeah. That was a fucking letdown, man. Oh man, that could have been so good. It's like it's not it's not it's not the worst album of the year for sure, but. Knowing what you've done before, it just uh, hopes were hung. Hopes yeah. were hung. <laughs> yeah. Let's believe I, before he like did the whole run up to the lead of his album. I thought that was gonna be album of the year for sure. True. I was True. convinced Same. that was gonna be album of the year, and then it just it just wasn't that. It just wasn't that. Yeah. You know who, who really did surprise me? I think the most surprising album for this year, at least for me, was Kodak Black's. Dying to live. Oh, phenomenal album. Phenomenal album. Not not necessarily because of its content. Uh, well, actually yes, because of its content, but not necessarily because of its of its of its um, how how it's built or its sound, but the growth that the artist portrayed. Fantastic piece of work. Well, so that's your that's your album of the year, there. There you go. Oh no no no. Okay, what is your album of the year then? While we have the topic, what is your album of the year? You got one. You just get one. I know you're gonna have to come back to me on that one. 
Oh, oh, so you reckon we can you can fair play, fair play. Alright then. Okay, currently. Oh, we're, not then. Get, we're not getting we're not getting um running jewels for this yet though. But yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah, currently yeah. then? Currently speaking, as of 2012 eight. What is uh, what is what is the album that has? It's either it is either Nipsey Hustle or J Rock. GID. That's, that's a lot of O's there, but okay. <laughs> I then, mean, it's it's somewhere. Those are all great projects for me. Uh, I'm just literally while you're talking, I'm looking at my library. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm Let, uh, you gotta allow me to because I have two two outlooks on, on the album of the year. So I got the one I listened to the most, which is Saba Care for Me. That's the one I've been listening to the most. That came out a while back in the year, so. So I got more time to listen to that, but definitely because it was such a surprise, it's Black Eyed Peas Masters of the Sun. Because that shit is I like, yeah, it is like they they literally said to themselves, Let's just forget about the last what was it? How old was I when when Where Is the Love came out? Maybe 20 years. years. 15 to 20 years let's forget about this bitch named fergie and go back to what we were originally doing now that we have all the connects we can pull up people like nas and slip rick and, and tribe called quest and then do some proper music was it hard it was hard hard it was it was fucking hard because it's like you know that like they got a good producer they got and it's like most of it is like woke lyrics it's all about kind i didn't of even know they dropped an album and it sounds good because it's Black Eyed Peas. Who's looking out for a Black Eyed Peas album this day and age? Exactly, because it's like, it's like all fucking EDM and shit. You know what I mean? It's like EDM and pop and shit. I, yeah. when, I, when I saw the video um, with them and Nas, I think I posted it in um, Inspiration. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh. So I guess because the EDM, the EDM money is dried up, they're coming back to hip hop. No, I, I think it's because they're in control now. Like they, Black Eyed Peas. They can probably pay money for their great grand 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 grandchildren with all the money that they've made off of True. All, all of their their hits and stuff like that. Like I, re- I recently checked one of their videos; it had like close to a billion views on YouTube. I was like, "Fuck, that's crazy!" And but and like they have Will I Am, who's a really good producer. To like say what you want about his songs, but the ones the songs that he does for other people is like he makes hits, and it's just purely old school sounding hip hop with a with a newer twist on it and and these they're talking real shit and and they even clap back at fergie who who um who was dissing them after they they split up anyway so i'm wow. all appreciative yeah. of someone who i didn't even fergie. know all that went on I yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to listen to this <laughs> yeah, bro, that shit that shit is my, my my favorite shit the back to hip-hop one that you were mentioning earlier really good song and like all around the world where they got uh de la soul tribe called mm. quest all together in one song that like i, I don't know what else you song can ask for really wow but the original to me the original black eyed peas political and, and more up to date like they used to talk about issues that were currently going on yeah yeah so, for sure yeah. and that's what i liked about them you know whose album i really fuck with though no name room 25 i think it yes. is and uh Fontes, I forgot what it's called. Um what was that boy? Um No News is Good News. Fontes No News is Good News. Fantastic album. But Room 25 is another one of those artists that uh really did develop from her last project. So she went from the whisper raps to now she has a sort of a it's almost like a uh Tipping for Butterfly type of jazz infused sort of project. Yeah, yeah. But oh man, she talks about a ton of shit. She talks about like fucking and pussy and money and uh, social issues. I mean, she didn't talk about social issues before, but man, now it's like way more living. They were trimming into this, trimming into this one to hear this one. Dude, that's not hard. Okay, I would I say. We can't leave a black thought, man. Yeah, I was about to say. My album so far, since Nico has put me on it, it's been tweeted to Tone and Black Thought. And 
blacked out his heart. I didn't know how hard, how hard his heart until I like You're welcome. <laughs> until I sit yeah, down and literally dissect. You know, like we having that Hannibal meal, we eating someone. I just dissect that album on a ball. There was no wasted. There was no. There was no fat. There was no fat in this album. Just pure meat. Bars. You know, yeah, I couldn't do nothing. And it's more wow. There's no track of but this you can subtract this track and the album will be good. No. It was just meat. Alright then. Um on a serious level, I think I really did mess with uh Pusha T album because it was hard. But I think what made me like it more was all of this a bit sure with Drake is when Drake try and shoot back and I'm bored. I'm pushing to this ball. Let me just end this quick. That was an album though, come on. That was an album, yeah. but, but I'm still happy that my boy responded instantly and what I'm going to put an end to this. That was culturally iconic though, for sure. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that, that must have been the, the event of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, when a homeboy called you out, called out your kid, called out your baby mama with a porn star by the way. You just, homeboy just let, set all the facts straight. Let that was like... Surgical like summer. Yeah, he, he said it's a surgical summer. Dissect you, let let you bleed out for a bit. Went on a next man podcast to drop a next shot about your best friend. The man said he had layers. The guy said he had layers. What? Like some fucking onions. I swear, I swear, I scared to see who who wanted to push. Who wanted with push? No one wanted with push. Was it this year? Did you listen to um? I need to get into that. This is the problem with the too much music stuff. It's yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> shit will just pass me by, and I'm like, shit. I need to. I need to go back to that. Definitely need to go back to. Oh. So what? Yeah. Like I even like you know the, the um, not to promote other shit, but like Complex comes out with that top fifty albums of the year every year, and they have they normally have more of a hip hop slant to it anyway. So like I, I just I just read it from whenever it comes out. There's so yeah, much I shit that I didn't even realize came out. I do theirs and um, DJ Books and stuff. That's... Yeah, yeah, them them two as well come out with one. It's like I didn't I didn't see any of this maybe because they didn't promote it enough or some shit but like like they'll just come out with shit that i've never seen and then i have to go back and listen to that as well as listen to the stuff that i know is coming out and it's like yeah too much music too much i think the most enjoyable album for me was hitsy ghost though admittedly that was probably my most played album (laughs) i'm not ashamed that was one of the most played tracks um uh what was it was it three part two Yep. Yeah, that's my one of my most played tracks of the year for sure. You see that shit with um O seven O Shake? Oh man. Yeah. I love it. I can't get enough of it at all. Yeah. Oh, and, and I always wanted to say the reason why there's so much music is because the same people keep releasing multiple projects a year, which is getting annoying. They need to stop. Yeah. You get one project a year. And that's Amigos. it. Amigos. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Musicians should release nothing at all. Mama. Make you all happy. Wait until you guys just catch up and then release music, right? No, it's it's not, it's not it's not about okay, I see what you're saying, but it's not it's not about that. It's just that like back in the day I was just used to someone releases an album, then they go on tour for eighteen months, then they work on an album for six months. So that's two years between every single project. Yeah, and then, now people yeah, now not as many fine. people been touring. Now, yeah, now people that. are releasing music, and then and then after their music releases, the next interview they do after to promote the, the, the album, they say, "Yeah, I'm coming out with a new project <laughs> in about two months." I'm back in the booth. Exactly. Exactly. I got this fire. I'm like, you know who master did that? Um, Gucci man. Gucci man. For sure, he released like three projects this year. I yeah. swear. But I mean, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Leave my nigga Gucci alone. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> was, I'm just saying. He was in jail. Yeah. That man just, has material. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. He's a boss. So, at so, time you go to jail, you just sit around and have material to come back out with. So, I, I've, I've never been in jail. So, so, wait, wait. so say me and Bushu have rare material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. I, I'm, I that mean, album needs to come out soon. True. I mean, Bushu Banton will come with talent. Wow. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, Khaled. 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 Khaled.
DJ Khaled. Uh, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to keep his voice out of that. Maybe he can link Wait, him up with what? What? Yes. I is know you are not disrespecting DJ Khaled here. DJ Khaled is nah, a nah, staple nah, in nah, Jamaican nah. culture, my soldier. I know that for sure. But, but, yeah. like, <laughs> but, the Jamaican came out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he needs to, like, when it comes to the, the Caribbean music, he just needs to let the artists do their thing. Maybe if it's hip-hop, go ahead. DJ Khaled was in shutters. DJ Khaled has done um, Jamaican dance on reggae albums long before, and that wasn't a problem when he was still like an actual DJ. So I don't think it's going to be a problem now. You know what, guys? Let's just wait and so, see what you I'm do. Just saying, I'm let's just saying, I'm just I'm not telling them don't do it, but I'm saying I'm less interested in it if DJ Khaled does it. Doesn't DJ Khaled have another like Caribbean artist on his like label? Yep. Uh, doesn't he have Popcorn on his label? Not... Isn't Popcorn Atlantic? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But like, he should just be linking people to... Like, he should be doing what he does best. Linking good artists together. Yeah. 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 I, I, think, I, think, that's what he, I think that's what he'll continue to do. Because he's um he is the president of one of these singles now, isn't it? I think yeah. Popcorn signed with Mixed Back Records. That? I don't know. Oh, shout out to Benny the Butcher. That album, Tana Talk 3. That is like, that's a throwback to street rap. When street rap wasn't fucking melodies and, you know, when street rap was just rap. Eat a nigga, melt your face off bars. (laughs) Westside Gun and Benny. Uh, I just not, a, a whole nother thing, and, and I need to hear them with Alchemist. One whole project, so I just I can just hear straight New York bars. It's been a long time since I've just heard straight up New York bars. Well, well, let me tell you, Tana Talk is <laughs> Benny the Butcher and Alchemist and Darringer. Yeah. Wait, Alchemist is on that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I gotta listen to that. See, this is what I mean. <laughs> Too much music. <laughs> Much, yeah. Don't worry, I'll, I'll personally make a request that the just musicians to just stop dropping music for the next two weeks just so you guys can catch up. Well, I got write your letter, back. Man, write a letter, write a letter. I'm gonna write a letter, a disgruntled letter to all of their mothers. Right, you know what? This sounds like Stan. <laughs> this sounds like Stan. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm suicidal. Alright. Oh, and Cardi B is a, is a surprise as well. I'm, I'm just flying that. I'm not going to explain anything more, but it is a surprise. <laughs> you don't have to explain. It was, it was a decent project. It yeah. was nice, you know. I didn't think she could do it. I didn't, I True say. I it. thought True it would have been worse. I would be I honest. I thought it would have been worse than it really I was hating until I listened. I was straight up telling <laughs> Ken can be that. I was hating, but this is going to be shit. This will be talk shit. Then but I, that, that's, that's, her, that's her, like, her lane, though, right? Everyone... Everyone thinks that she isn't going to be as good as she is, and mm. she comes out and she fucking knocks it out of the park. So, so I can't. Ah, she didn't knock it out of the park, but she she did. She, she, did, did she performed higher than expected. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That. But she did knock it out of the park. Yeah. Fair she enough. Made, Fair she enough. made people raise so, their eyebrows. Yeah. So first, so first track on the album, yeah, great way to start the album. Yeah. That Meek no, Mill. Yeah, it's not about to say Meek Mill championship. Yeah. Yeah. No one's mentioned Meat Mill. Like, does does anyone actually hold Meat Mill up that high? Like, because I'm glad he stopped shouting. Yeah, because listening (laughs) to Meat Mill, I can say like I I only see him as a singles artist. I can't listen to his whole album. Like, I just personally, I enjoyed this album like Championships the way I enjoyed Kodak Black's album. Like, they were Mm. growth, so I enjoyed that. Um, as far as the short bars are concerned, I don't (laughs) mind the short bars in an intro track. Is he McMill's intros? Ah, oh, they're fucking fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get your blood pumping. They'll get you jumping. The... Man, you could punch a nigga. Balls. <laughs> Throw a McMill intro and feel absolutely nothing. But the rest of the rest of the album, like it's listenable, but it's not something I'd go back to. But it's a good album, nonetheless. I'm not saying it's trash. It's a good album. Oh, and watch out for City Girls next year. The, they're gonna have the oh, whole no. ratchet clientele by the by, by the scruff <laughs> of the neck. I'm telling you, no. every thought, whole, scat, scat, skit, whatever you want to call <laughs> it, <Scat-tel. laughs> is going to be 
reciting City Girl bars in your face more than no. they did Cardi B bars. Wait, I'm gonna go ahead. Nasty needs to stop this to Nasty has to fight them. I'm not, he needs I'm to straight up fight them. I'm not going to clubs then. Okay, I'm not doing this shit again. Yeah. I'm not doing this again. See, Eagles is a duo. One of them is in prison at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> two That's how you know. That's how you know. City Girls yeah. is currently a solo. <laughs> and, you, and you know now that she's in prison, she's coming out with way more music than she would have before. <laughs> wait, wait. So she made levels of music? Yeah. Y'all, y'all, you guys need to send me some links. I'm not even... Yeah, Rico Nasty needs to fight the one that's out. For real. Who needs to fight the one that's out? Rico I don't know who's that. <sighs> You'll find out. You'll find out. Uh, I'll send you some links, bro. No, you know what? Ken, you send me links. This nigga sends me shit to read. I just want to hear the music. <laughs> 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 On that note, wait, hold up. On that note. <laughs> Ideally, the best time to move it to our next topic. What? Is it oh. me or my login? Because he's cutting in and out. Nah, it's yeah. it. This uh, is me, my bad. On that note, for sure. Um, the next topic was um actually a story or post that the Nigo sent to me to read. Um, finding my humanity in my masculinity by Jared Raymond. Shout out there. Um, was yeah. it, it was inspired by some other white dude. Don't know. Don't know. But um, even we had to read about it. Did you guys manage to find time to read it and stuff? I'm assuming you guys did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what was your thoughts on it? There you go. He was absolutely good. Uh, sorry, Nico. Nah, you're, you're, you're good. I'll, I'll follow. He, the guy was absolutely right. I have no... I can't get the guy wrong or fault him for anything. When when you're small, you grow up and just wanna be you wanna be into everything the older kids into or whatever you wanna you just wanna part of everything until they get older. You don't really actually know what they're doing until they look back. When they get older, you look back at what they did. So the guy's the guy was pretty much right. His experience and thing is I would say a lot of his experience are like on point to most people experiences, especially in Trinidad. Or my experience anyway in Trinidad. Okay. Yeah, I mean I relate to him on um on on a sort of level because you know like this this attitude even though he's talking from a perspective of uh, perspective of someone that's from Trinidad, it does carry through to like uh, my second, you experience that when you when you grow up in like an inner city mm-hmm. environment. So I, I agree with him on a lot of points. Like I can feel that, like not necessarily insecurity, but like um, like where he's unsure of what the the, the absolute answer is. Because sometimes it's like that for for a lot of men out there, where like they wanna they they wanna be sure about uh, things when it comes to what it takes to be a man and. Um, if being, if they are in fact man enough compared to what is expected of them, and but but there's a lot of people out there telling you, like left left or right, what it takes to be a man versus um, what it takes to what it takes to be a woman, and there are a lot of people that will say there is no definition, even though we get put into these, I don't know, containers or brackets. Where we're expected, where certain things are expected of us, and it's, and I can really feel that when you're talking about it. It's the first time I was seeing medium, so like I didn't know that people were putting up pieces like like that on on that website. So it is a really interesting read. Yeah, medium is a is a fantastic website for that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found this piece on Twitter. Well, the guy is Trinidadian, as you guys have said. Yeah. Um, Jared Raymond, and. I feel like this is a piece that a couple of people will need to read because it, like you guys said, it, it, it highlights some of the issues that we go through as young men growing up and then becoming who we are. We sort of have, we sort of have to grow into our emotions in a sense because they're so beaten down in the whole, you know, be a man. This is what a man is supposed to be like. This is what a man isn't. You know, you need to be this and not that. I can't I can't speak on the whole 
uh, battling with thoughts of whether I'm gay or straight. I think I've always been straight, uh, but with regards to the, I think it was the last, the last point, which was something along the lines of um, we need to have spaces where men can feel secure to to express emotions or express how they feel or even grow. I feel like we need to foster these spaces. Like in this group of friends, you guys, uh, there are times where I can feel vulnerable. There are times where other people might feel vulnerable or even come and ask for help or um, ask for advice or whatever. And I feel like we openly give it to, to each other. And I mean, we give each other a hard time, sure, if, we, if we're fucking up or if we're doing some stupid, like, you know, cocaine. <coughs> But I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe you should elaborate on that. No, let's not. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just drawing. I'm just drawing an example. Drawing an example. Oh, okay. Continue. But um, but I feel like a lot of people, a lot of men, don't have these spaces, and it kind of leads to a continuation of what we were taught as young men by our fathers by our peers or whatever so i feel if there were more spaces and not only for men's spaces but for women and larger society to support and foster these spaces because we have spaces for women we have spaces for transgenders and everything i'm not saying we need to be quote unquote meninist or whatever the term is but definitely we need to be able to uh, we need to educate the younger generation coming up on um, what is to be human as opposed to what is to be a man in today's world. Yeah. Um, you know, something you said there, right? Reminded me of something the guy was talking about. Like, he, he specifically said that when he was smaller, when he was young, he was not allowed to talk about certain things. But as he grew older, he would talk to his friends and they would meet fun and talk about that. I think the part of this story was about um, overcoming the the code of um, being men and just becoming bros, where you just having that openness and stuff. Because I, I think they were, well, these the unspoken rule as you're growing up, you don't talk about your emotions and stuff and all that nonsense. But eventually you get to a level where you, well, you should, if you find good friends and good individuals, you get to a level where you can simply say, this is how I feel, this is the situation, this is how I feel and stuff. Uh, yeah. Record, keep your feelings to yourself. Don't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the duality. You know what? You know what? This is no, no. I, I read point. your stuff. I I understand it. Even though it was boring, I said I read it. I understand <laughs> it. I even went and reread it today. Right? What a champ! I I agree that the guy is talking about what he's talking about makes total sense. But when it comes to me, I don't need to hear nobody bitching no more. I have enough gears of everything that's constantly. I think I think the spaces the spaces where guys feel comfortable to be vulnerable uh, are definitely. Yeah, I agree. For sure, um, for sure, for sure. I think there's two or three points from the whole thing, which I will link again in um, below. I will link it below. Um, one point he mentioned was that I think he and his mo- his father and mom split up when he was in Canada or something like that, and he I think he's talked about I think if I don't remember correctly maybe I'm wrong. Stepdad. Yeah, one of them he said he, when he goes over there he, that's the only time he gets to see it or to be a, a kind of mother when he spends time in Canada with his dad and stuff. And maybe that's part of it. Sometimes people grow up without their fathers, they don't have role models, so they don't know. I would say that's one. Two. Um, I think the biggest thing I took from this, which is something I, I guess I can learn from it, was when he expressed the differences between saying his own um, hypocrite, his own hip, hypocrisy, that's the word, hypocrisy, in where he said he didn't want to, he wanted to sleep around, but didn't want to be reclusive and sleep around. And when he broke it down to himself and stuff, it's something that I mentally work through myself like, you're asking for something you, got, you can't give, or you don't want to give, and I'm just like, that makes sense. You gotta be fair and everything. Wait, wait, can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? The guy was being a hypocrite in the past before he wicked out when he when he moved to New York or whatever. 
because he want he wanted to be with girls who wouldn't sleep about or he was sleeping about and he mentally worked through that asking himself and talking to himself about that thing well i'm being a hypocrite and stuff and he get through that process that was part well, of a, a lot of a lot of growth um, comes from um comes from introspection and thinking about yourself yeah you know there's a, there's a, i say to my brother a lot of the time and I, well, I've, I've said it to, to you also Marie, but it's kind of love someone if you don't love yourself and you have to learn to love yourself first before you can love someone else and have someone else love you uh, 100% you know yeah yeah and um, a lot of that is it, it comes from from growing in yourself so. yeah and like I said that was one of the the key part I took from it because in my own head I, I thought I would say like mindedly similar in the aspect of well I don't want this I want this but I'm then when you self self like yourself self introspect in yourself and whatnot or reflect I like to say reflect on what your decisions and thoughts you made you stop and realize well I'm asking for something I can't give like I said I can't if I want someone who is pure on something I gotta be pure myself I am not so accept what's on the table to some extent of course you know your value but like, likewise so I think that was a really good thing it was a very good read I would suggest to all the viewers have a read of it also to see what you can get out of it uh, don't worry we'll put the link in the chat well in the um right below the video yeah. definitely 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 um any other highlights for 2018 you know it's still going on but any other big highlights you guys want to mention do you, you all realize that black panther came out this year yeah what do you mean that crap you ass show yo 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 it feels <laughs> like that shit was so long ago <laughs> it's a long ass we have to su- we have to support black panther guys because i don't know what next gonna get next good black, mo- a black um, movie y'all may be into that black panther supporting but i'm supporting <laughs> truly good shows <laughs> which that was not I'm black, and if anybody hates on me because I dislike Black Panther and I think it was a waste of, a waste of time to just bring out something, it, it come like they just throw out that out there because people wanted it. So let's just make some piece of shit and throw it out there. That's um, the, that's that's what it felt like. I feel like it was as good as every other superhero movie. Actually, I'll give it that. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I don't. Yeah, there are exactly. some superhero movies that are way better than that, but yeah, you could say that. I would, I would, okay, I, I would accept yeah, the five you followed. Except for followed a formula. Mm-hmm. We followed a formula. It means money. And we got, to the, we got the result we expected. That's it. I can give you that. You said it means money. Do the same formula, blah, 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 means money, disappear into the darkness. However, it, it definitely did show, it definitely did show the power of black dollars, which is fucking amazing that i think is a big is a big win to show that that people do have uh power when it comes to their own dollars yeah 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 hmm. any predictions 2019 guys don't buy the division two activision is gonna have beef with you we don't care just just boycott it boycott the entire thing is it activision (laughs) activision is not gonna sponsor the bar ubisoft 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 is not sponsoring the bar the only only thing we 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 pre-ordering is camelot and chase wow so i can have chase sponsor the bags Yo, market me up, nigga! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. oh. You, you know what was fantastic about 2018? Learning that the Lakers can't shoot the simple free throws. Ah, I'm still raging. Sorry, sorry. I just had to throw that one out. All right. uh, 2018 was the, the year we saw being uh, bringing the long break here. I'll just pick up Jose Mourinho got fired. <laughs> wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, that happened today. How do you feel? One of the best days of the year for me. <laughs> I, I never early. wanted him in the first place. And I'm going to be that guy that said, I told you, niggas. <laughs> when I first showed up, I'm going to be that guy. You know what? I told you. And now you learn. 2018 has been good. Venga left. I'm, I'm Ricky. I, I, I can share your feeling. 
I can see. I can see. I your mean, ma- man, you're still gonna be a shit side, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's that's one of them cancers that you gotta take a while to recover from. They're not so. gonna recover. Gonna recover. I, 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 what if they actually do and come for this one? Not this year. Definitely not this not year. This year. Definitely not this year. I'm, not I'm not in the next five years. They have they have a lot of restructuring to do. Fuck, yeah. man, you. They're gonna suck for a lot more time. Mm. Yeah, but well, the next right now, the only two teams who have actually have struck here is City and Liverpool right now. I think Chelsea's sure. still rebuilding. Arsenal is still rebuilding. Tottenham just can't win anything. I might not just rebuild it. could find their feet in the last in the last quarter. Yeah. I also saw Barcelona it, could find it. And just, uh, just Real Madrid is trash right now. I hope, yeah, I hope Barca loses. I hope Barca loses. I hope the next side Barca plays gets they get six goals against them. That's when it's spitting his sleep. That's some hate right there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, just on another separate note, if they don't sort this Brexit thing by 2019, um, uh, I swear to God, they don't sort this shit out because my university group for the last project of the year who turned in the work 30 days late could organize Brexit better than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, oh God, get this shit done. Are they working out so well anymore? Clearly not. Clearly not. I'm tired of the, the pound. Being so weak against the euro and the dollar that can't can barely travel. It don't, it don't make sense <laughs> traveling. It really does not make sense traveling. Unless you're going I'm to tired. like a cheap country, do not travel. I'm tired of all the videos and the real life experiences of people on train getting really abused because <laughs> because white people think they can be like that now. <laughs> That's oh, that is the realest shit. That uh, is the realest shit. People are can so we now. Get done. People are too open with that shit. Yeah. It's fine. You you can be racist from the inside of your home. That shit doesn't affect me. Yeah, better in that because I'm just trying to get from, from Houston to Watford on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear some white dude shouting you fucking niggas like five times just because just because he couldn't find a seat like that's not that's not my issue oh, 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 offer, offer, how many how many crackers have you smacked so far <laughs> like this, this is you know the worst thing is that people will go on the trip will will be the people that bury you from them wait, because, wait, 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 wait. you're straight away from the question you're straight away from the question how many crackers have you <laughs> no, this, i'm trying to explain you try to get to the man on the train. You try to step to him. There'll always be that guy that thinks he's being the just man in the, in the on the train, saying, "Hey, you don't need to do this. You'll get in more trouble than he does." I'm like, "Bitch, I want to get in trouble. Get the fuck out the way." Well, smack him too. <laughs> yeah, but he's another no, nigga. I don't. What? <laughs> he's another nigga. I don't want to like hit another you nigga so I can get to the white man. You know what? You live in any wrong country. You're supposed to be living in Trinidad. Let a white boy say that. To- yeah, but you know, you're what, you stepping in my way. I'm not, we're not the, you're not the minority there. I'm the minority. There. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, the, like the, the video will show a racist man screaming in the middle of a train getting justice from, from a black man. The newspaper will say raging black man beats up. Look how crazy that was the highlight of the year, dog. Go on. In terms of viral, viral videos. Go on. Yo, there's so many white people getting smacked. The fuck out! Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. There's so many videos of like a white person, old woman, older older man, you know, middle aged woman, middle aged man, fucking shit, talking about oh you nigga and you monkey and you black and you this and you that and you know trying to get ahead of black people, and then it, it was like black people just had enough of it. That is American black people, and you some know- of them. Got some hard fucking bellas, dog. <laughs> you, you, yeah, know what I dis- you know what I discovered? That was actually fun to watch. I don't know if it happened this year, but I discovered it this year. But the argument where the girl was arguing that why girl, why women or little girls can't be in Boy Scouts. And her argument was, where in Boy Scouts does it say that a girl can't join? And the guy watched and said, in the name. Boy, Scout. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'll give you that. She was probably mm-hmm. arguing that. She was probably arguing that. 
I feel like boy scouts and girls culture just go the way of the same the same mindset that I have. You mean like, you mean girl guys? Whatever, yeah. whatever. It should just all be scouts. Male, female doesn't matter. Same thing with Olympics. It should just be Olympic events, not female 100, male 100. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but then all exactly. the women, when all the women yeah. start losing, then what happens then? Agreed. Yeah, no, they get better. No, no more special no. Olympics either. Let's just clump everybody in one thing. Okay, that's no, that's an unfair advantage. No, 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 no. When, but when I, people, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to nigga with a with some legs hitting it over. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> when it when it looks like they're leaping meter to meter while they're doing the hundred. I don't, I don't want to be seeing that again against any of our brethren, even if it is like. One of them niggas with, with two with two robot legs hit the fucking yeah. north. Is that right? You don't want the controllers when you get when you get the turbo button and then you can switch that on and it just really hits the, hits niggas, the button multiple times. Niggas run, running the hundred meter with a PS4 controller. <laughs> with a turbo button. If I see that, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing that, but the same way I wouldn't mind like uh, if if a uh, if an Olympia just. Um, goes on all of the steroids and and, and does a hundred meter in less than five seconds. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> that guy would die. That guy would die. <laughs> that in five seconds. Then I have to explode. Yeah, but don't tell me you wouldn't want to see. I, I, I would want. I definitely would want to see that. More the explode. More the explode hard, but not the hundred meters. Right? Come on. Oh, you got um, trouble. I I think if they merge sports into one sport instead of having male and female, it would encourage the female athletes to to, to like train more, to go to go at it harder. I disagree. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I honestly disagree. I think I think it will be more like if that happened, it'd be more whining and saying, "Oh, they need to lower the, the rules and stuff." That's what I think. Yeah. I think um I think it would because how it is now, men have their own sports, so men could complain to other men, and next men will be just be like tougher now. Which which would be go back to the last point we said. Uh, it will be more like get better, and it's easy to tell a guy get better, and he goes and train and stuff. However, if you have a woman and stuff, and if you get better, then you could it can be seen as discrimination, and it has so many gray areas of how you would come across that. Mm. Mm. You know shit's gonna go down when they start, because then if it's a if when it's a when it's a team sport, you got the changing room situation and all that shit. When when it's American football, yeah. when someone comes in with the flying tackles, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, if someone coming with a two footed tackle in 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 soccer slash football on a woman, you know, done. it's hell done. Too deep. It's done. It's done. done. It's done. done. Even done. though in any other circumstance, you're only concerned about the tackle, but you know there's going to be more yeah. more anger when it's going to be on the woman. Yeah, especially I feel, I feel like after several years, uh, we wouldn't have to worry about that. I think it will balance itself out. Digo. I think we just have better performing women. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that right now there are women who will not you know, outperform men for sure. Yeah. For sure, but we just have not seen it because they have not been in the same arena. It's like it's yeah. like with, with rappers. You say, Oh, best rapper and then you say best female rapper. No. Yeah. But that's more that's what I'm thinking the, the skill gap will close, but like there's a genetic difference between men and women that just create that place where places where power is needed, like um in in things like football and and stuff like that where you can't where you can't make up the difference like if we had an olympics where there was a a weightlifting um the weightlifting thing you're not going to get people who are able to match men to women it's just not gonna happen do you think um do you think nature will take its course though over over the years like women will just evolve to be to have like more bone density and bigger Mm. muscles like genetically maybe who knows Disagree. Look at Simone Biles, she's huge. But wait, wait. Nigo, let me go back to the point and say, you really said put them on the same plane for you to get better. I yeah. mean, for example, Simone Biles is doing things that men can't do or won't do or can't do yet. Who knows? But Nigo, wait. I was saying, when you have players like Botan and Barry 
who is stomping you in your chest and stuff in a football match. You can't have that in the Olympics. A guy can't look at them over the ball. You know what? I'll take the ref. Stomp in her stomach. You can't do that. Yes. You can't. This sport, this sport will evolve. Sport no, it will. Like anything else. I think no, this sport will evolve. We might. I, I, I mean, fact, as, the way I look at it is humans versus humans. And yeah. these are just the best humans who are doing it. Look, it, it, I'm saying that's fine. I'm saying the outlook on it is going to be different. I'm, I'm saying I will two foot tackle any woman that tries to step on the pitch. I don't give a fuck. You're getting barged. You're getting shoved. You're getting. You're getting. You know what? You know what? Shit that. Shit that. What I about, don't give a fuck. What about boxing, kickboxing, and mixed martial arts? That's what I'm saying. It's when it's when you do it, and then the public comes back and says, it. "If someone gets that hard, you be like, if someone gets hard, fuck the public. I want to no, see a not. fucking. I want to see a fucking." Um, Muay Thai woman beat the fuck out of uh, Money Mayweather. Huh? <laughs> I want to see that shit. Yeah, so hear what I would say. Hear what I would say. I would say that if that actually happens and the public reads against it, all the all the person did it have to say, "Yo, woman, woman fought for equal rights, and I'm treating her like I would treat another guy when they step into this arena with me." And Is I agree. Is it fair that I treat them like that, or y'all want me? To sissify myself, fight the woman. Don't you sissify? I think, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think the world. I think the world will adapt. Will adapt. I agree. The world will adapt. I agree. The world will adapt. I think once it once it stays sports, like anything else, the world will adapt. Because after, after you look at people getting there, yeah, there'll be growing pains for sure. But the moment you <laughs> put Ronda Rousey in a chokehold and everyone screams abuse, you got you got you got you got a note to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't scream abuse, I'd scream squeeze hard, tight Look, I don't give a fuck, I'm just saying, growing pains, that's what I'm saying. But look, look, even, even all of this, WWE is very, um, it's very, what you say, it's, it's basically acting. And the men and the women don't fight each other in WWE. The women will hit the men and abuse the men, mm-hmm. but they never, but the no, men wouldn't fight back. Any part they used to. Men, There'll be few men that have actually fought men and beat women. Example: Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't give. You don't give. Stone Cold do not give. Not a single fuck. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But most of the men would not even. A woman will be beating them in the ring, and they would not throw back a punch. Come on, man! I get low and then hit your uppercut and send you back to back to wherever place you come from. That's me. I think I'll stand with Ken on that one. <laughs> Anyways, guys, with that one, we're going to close. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for being part of the podcast, Generate Dysfunctional. Um, same time, every time, every week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Generate Dysfunctional. On Meety, Generate Dysfunctional. And soon to be coming on Spotify. We will let you know when. In that case, peace. Peace. It does. What they said. <laughs>